0: Welcome to Battered Aggie Syndrome, our second recording where we talk all about A&M football. Let's be honest, we talk about a whole lot of other stuff too. And uh, my name is Lee. This is Brian with me. Hello. Yes. Hello. Thank you, Brian. (laughs) And um, full disclosure with our first episode, we did record that when we were together with our families at that VRBO house in College Station. Actually, it was Milk in Texas, because you can't get a house in College Station anymore.
1: Not on a game day weekend, for sure.
0: <laughs> and uh, we recorded it on the back porch so we wouldn't wake up our kiddos. And the microphone on an iPad Pro is terrible. It picks up all the stuff you don't want it to, such as the... um
1: Sprinkler system.
0: Yeah, the sprinkler system, which is for the septic tank of mm. the house. And then the uh, crickets, too. Yeah, so... Like I said it's a little bit of amateur hour so we'll try to uh try to do away with that as much as we can as as uh, time goes on. So um like I said Brian and I were in College Station for the South Carolina game weekend and um it was a good time. It was good to have the families together and everything and um how do you feel about the game? Did you like it?
1: I did like the game. I felt like, uh, the families were good luck because normally when we go to games, uh, they don't play very well. So I thought they, (laughs) you know, they did play well. You know, we always ask for a game where there's no stress and that was definitely the case. That's for sure. With South Carolina. Um, was good to see.
0: Talking about good luck. So this might be just a little bit of my battered Aggie syndrome, uh, getting inflamed, but, um, I just about cannot wear a And M clothes on a game day because I feel like it's just going to be a bad omen. We're going to lose. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty much in the same uh, <laughs> the same position. Uh, so yeah, I try to avoid Aggie
0: clothes on on game day because uh, yeah. it's
1: been so many bad memories there.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the families were good, and um I was just amazed that we made it to uh, a little bit into the fourth quarter with all the kiddos. And I mean, we've got kiddos ranging from. Two years old, up to nine. nine. So it was pretty good. And to be honest with you, the two-year-old, she's the little party animal. She was the one going strong.
1: She was ready to go after the game where my uh, four-year-old was uh, asleep all the way home.
0: Yeah, just crashed on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just have to give our littlest one some chocolate M&Ms and she's all set. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, talking about the game, uh, it's definitely good to be there. We had 103,000 people there at the game, whereas I think Alabama was 106,000. And uh, we had a lot of good recruits for the Alabama game. I think a, a lot on an official visit, which I guess the school pays for the official visit. Yes. But if uh, they want to come back again, they have to come on their own dime. So there was actually four or five of those top 15 recruits that came back for the South Carolina game. And they specifically said they wanted to be sure that the game atmosphere they saw for Alabama weekend was not a fluke, that that wasn't just everybody getting up for a big game. And I think they got their answer.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there was a, a, a little bit less atmosphere versus Alabama, but uh, I'm sure they got a good good feel.
0: To be within 3,000 people at the stadium, that's pretty good.
1: It is pretty good. I would have thought much less than that, but...
0: And... Uh, I think probably one of my favorite parts of the game was, um, as I'm going to call him now, yo boy, hmm. uh, Jalen, we'd, as Jimbo says it. I would call him wider Um, but it's funny. Brian was, I can't remember if you're going to go down and get drinks or food or whatever, but, but you had just said, I'm not real impressed with that guy.
1: I did say that because he, see, it seems like, uh, you know, at least once or twice a game he, he misses a pass that's right in his hands, and that's what we had seen. Calzada did throw a bullet, but it was literally right in his hands and it, it went right you know through him.
0: Were were you already at the concessions whenever he caught that touchdown, that first touchdown pass? Yeah, I think
1: I was standing in line and uh Yeah, I think I heard the the you know, the, the crowd, crowd roar. Uh and I I thought I heard that it was uh um spiller that that scored but when i returned you you uh, informed boy. me that it was my boy
0: he must he must have heard you talking about him even though we were um section 411 uh what row were we 26 or 7 or something i think like it was that? 20 i should know this because i think i went up and down the steps mm-hmm. about a bazillion times it's
1: 28 yeah when we first got up there i thought man we may be at the very very top row
0: yeah <laughs> what were we 7 11 rows from yeah, the top wasn't
1: very far from the top <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's funny. One of uh, our friends from church uh, was texting me. He said, do something crazy so you'll get on TV. (laughs) I told him, I think you've got a better chance of catching us on a NASA satellite than you do of uh, these game cameras getting up there to uh, see us. But um, man, it got pretty cold too, being all the way up there.
1: It did. We got a a nice breeze coming through there that uh, chilled things off a bit. Not something we ever experienced when we were there. It was always
0: hot as balls uh, (laughs) for all the
1: games. I can't remember a game where we were cold.
0: That's uh, for anybody listening who has not been to College Station or Houston. That's just, that's a thing. You know, we say that because it's so humid there. And um, talking about it being hotter in Hades, there. Do you remember, I think it was our freshman year. We went to a game early. I think we got there an hour before the game started because we wanted to see somebody warm up for the opposing team. Oh, Do you I remember, remember that? that? It was Larry Fitzgerald. I was going to say, it would have had to be
1: Larry Fitzgerald. On <laughs> it was Larry
0: Fitzgerald <laughs> and our now wives, girlfriends at the time, I think they're about ready to kill us because uh, you didn't have the crowd there yet, so nobody's blocking the glare of the sun on those aluminum benches, and um, I think they are fit to be tied. <laughs> it's probably like a five and a half hour ordeal by the Time it was all said and done.
1: That sounds about
0: right. And I tried to tell uh, my wife that, you know, he's he's going to be a Heisman. He's going to be a Heisman. I don't think she really cared after it had been like 106 degrees and we'd been there for five plus hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She probably really didn't care.
0: I get reminded of that often. And anytime <laughs> he does something good in the uh, NFL football league, um, <laughs> I always have to remind her how... Fortunate she was to get to see him back when he was nobody.
1: When he was nobody and uh practicing. Yeah. Talking about practice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about practice? <laughs> and um talking about the NFL Football League. We had a couple of uh guys there from the NFL. I think we had Buddy Johnson, uh Tyrell Dodson, and uh is it Dan Brown from the Steelers? Uh I think it was
1: somebody else from the Steelers. I can't remember who it was though.
0: But um I think the announcer uh called it the NFL football league <laughs> so that's what we're going to have to call it from now on mm-hmm. which what did you say is from the office of what
1: yeah the uh the office of redundancy department or the department of redundancy department
0: <laughs> the de- <laughs> redundancy department <laughs> and um uh, so going back to the uh the game the atmosphere the temperature you would not have known that it was cold based on what everybody was wearing uh specifically all the college girls wearing uh, just not very many clothes and which is just concerning to me because i have two daughters and i don't know what i'm gonna do
1: yeah i made that comment when we went to the arkansas game earlier this year with my daughter daughter. i came back and you know told my wife like what in the world is is happening because yeah they're basically not wearing anything
0: yeah and i just kept thinking god they gotta be cold
1: yeah you would think so
0: i mean i there's something that happens when you get older, though, to where you just get uh colder the older you get. I know whenever it's in like sixth grade, I'd walk home in 28 degree weather from uh, Meadow Creek Elementary and don't need to wear a jacket unless it was a cool starter, a starter jacket. Jacket. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have one of those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did? Everybody had one of those. Was it a uh, NFL or collegiate? No, I had a uh, Dallas Stars starter jacket. You had Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you're hardcore. Nobody had one of those. <laughs> what about hardcore. I had a Penn State Nittany Lions one because nobody had one of those, and I thought that Nittany Lion was so cool on the back. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I remember um, the Cowboys signed some deal with uh, Apex or something. Oh yeah, they had like Apex jackets, and I thought I'm <laughs> never wearing one of those. <laughs> we a bunch of losers.
1: You, you already had some some brand snobbery there.
0: I did, yeah. And
1: that wasn't good enough for you?
0: Which, thinking back to that, um, <laughs> back in the day when they had lids in the uh, mall, that store where you could go buy hats. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, everybody used to curve their hats, the bill of their hat, like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had a display in the store where it was like just a flat bill. And it said, "Beat me up and steal my lunch money." And then they had uh, <laughs> it curved just perfectly, which I'd like to say that's where my hat is right now. This curved just perfectly, and it said just right. And then it was curved all the way down, like, like our good buddy, circle. yeah, like our good buddy Robert used to do, where you couldn't see his eyes or his eyebrows. Uh-huh. And uh, that was called too cool for school. Yeah, too cool for school. And now everybody likes the uh, "beat me up, steal my lunch money" version.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the flat bill is is in. Again, it goes I, well with the mullet.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got you to <laughs> have the perm though. You can't just have a scraggly straight mullet that's not permed. Yeah, you've take it to the next level with the perm. Yeah, uh, again, something I try to um, teach the the youngins, the high school kids about. Come to my office and falls on deaf ears mm-hmm. and just glazed over looks.
1: Yeah, you're just the old man.
0: Yeah, I'm sure what I'm. I'm sure at some point, I don't know what it is, they just tune me out altogether. So, um, also talking about the game and taking in the festivities, um, I don't know, maybe because we're older now, but I can't get over all the skinny jeans.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't get the skinny jean thing. They're not comfortable.
0: And specifically, I'm talking about guys wearing skinny jeans. <laughs> I don't think that should ever be a thing, but it is. Mm-hmm. You've got some pretty big old boys wearing skinny jeans out there. And um, I mean, I'm talking from experience, not not from wearing the skinny jeans, but being a big boy. I'm like Mr. Little Debbie. Mm-hmm. And um, there ain't no way I'm fitting in any skinny jeans. And I think there's got to be some sort of a limit or threshold for wearing those things.
1: You're talking about like a, a waist size
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: skinny jeans?
0: Yeah, which I imagine if you get the waist size right, that will probably um, also incorporate a bunch of age in there too. Like maybe waist 32 or 33.
1: Yeah, I think that'll cut off some, but I I think it will also uh, uh, propagate the the Dunlap uh, syndrome because people have such tight pants that their belly's just. Yeah,
0: or your belly's Dunlapped over the front. Dunlapped over your. uh, your belt there. So, yeah, yeah, I think size 33 would probably be good.
1: You think that's the cutoff?
0: Yeah. And then, uh, we say that because we had a young, young man in front of us, uh, who I, I can tell you one thing he wasn't size 33 waist. No. Um, and then, uh, one of the other things too about the stadium, you know, it's so big, it's so loud, you've got 103,000 fans, it can get pretty rowdy. But then it's like we just went into cheater mode and we had to play that stupid techno music before the kickoffs. I'm like, what is this?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, when we made fun of the techno music and you said that it was off of my Spotify playlist, (laughs) the the skinny jean wearing uh, individual in front of us um, said that that was a compliment, which, you know, for us was absolutely not a compliment, but I think it speaks to. uh,
0: I think he thought we were serious. Yeah, when I know. I, when I said they must have stolen your uh, Spotify playlist. Yes, I know. Yeah, He's was, like, that's a compliment. <laughs> it's
1: definitely not a compliment because we were not a fan of the techno
0: music. and uh, Which I guess we need to be a good example and not teach our kids how to be bullies. Yeah, but we, did, we didn't. We did We Yeah, we didn't say anything. We didn't say anything to him about that or his skinny jeans. Yeah, that's know. true. We just kept it all inside and saved it for uh, this podcast for, <laughs> you know, dozens of people to hear it probably
1: yes dozens
0: and uh so speaking of waste 33 um going back to your boy Wiedemeyer, Mm -hmm. Wiedemeyer, he um he got two touchdowns that game one of them was on the screen and uh our true freshman bryce foster the center was blocking for him
1: i'm not sure you could call it blocking (laughs) but he was out there leading the way running downfield I think he felt a little uncomfortable when he got out in space. Didn't know really what to do. So he just kind of ran into the end zone and then turned around. (laughs) Kind of looked at Watermeyer like, I hope you make it.
0: Yeah. Do you know what? um, So there was two guys he clearly could have and should have blocked. They were in his way. I mean, he almost had to try hard not to block them. Yeah. If he had just run straight at them, he would have taken care of them. Um, But did you hear what Jimbo said afterwards? No. Jimbo said they were watching tape later on. He goes, that, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive for a big guy like you to hit 17 miles an hour. I don't think I've ever seen a offensive lineman hit that kind of speed. And, uh, Foster is looking like he was pretty proud. And, and, uh, Jimbo said, you know why that is? Because usually you hit somebody. Usually you run into them. And so, uh, I thought that was pretty good. But yes, Weidemeyer had the, had the wheels and, um, could break the tackles and took it to the house. And then I think probably one of the other exciting plays was that punt return for uh, a touchdown mm-hmm. by Anaya Smith from yep. that first,
1: yeah, first their first kick to us, basically our first possession. Yeah, he went what ninety four yards or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I always thought that you shouldn't catch it inside the ten.
1: Yeah, because wasn't it him last year in the Vanderbilt game that like fielded it in the inside the five and like yeah. Didn't there, wasn't there a safety? Didn't yeah. there a safety? Because he fielded it? was bad. It? And I thought, oh my gosh, what is he doing?
0: Yeah, and so I thought it was the 10, and I thought Jimbo was going to be pretty upset, even though he got a touchdown. But afterwards, Jimbo was explaining that with all these um, Australian rugby-style kicks, those punters can just down it as soon as it hits the ground.
1: Oh, they can pin it, so it's not going to bounce into the end zone.
0: So I think he said that he tells them to put their their uh, heels on the three or the five yard line and then don't go back from there. So you can catch it between the five and the 10 yard line. Wow. So anyway, I guess how things change. Well, it worked out for that play, So no yeah. And talking about Anias, he said, um, after the game, a reporter was asking him if it was, uh, if his touchdown on the punt return was because of really good blocking or because of, um, his moves that he made. And, uh, he agreed with, with both points there. But then he also said, um, it was because of his vision and that new helmet, which I went back and looked at that. And, you know, not that long ago, everybody used to just have Riddell, mm-hmm. you know, Riddle, whatever you call it, um, helmets. Now there's like two or three brands out there that they can use.
1: What brand was his?
0: I think it was, is that V I C I S, which I don't know if that's vicious. I mean, it reminds me of Vinnie VD Vici, <laughs> but um, anyway, it is that helmet, which if you look at those bars on the side of the uh, face mask, it actually doesn't have those. Um, they're all angled, so you actually have quite a bit of your peripheral vision.
1: Interesting. I'd have to go look at a picture of uh, that in comparison to uh, a normal Rydell Riddle. Say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which thinking back to uh, my um, playing days, which I played one year at Blue Raider in mm-hmm. fifth grade and then seventh and eighth grade, I was five feet, one hundred and eight pounds till probably the middle of my junior year of high school. But nonetheless, I remember going back to the playing days, and I couldn't see for squat out of those helmets.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure you know with the older design, the the uh, the side of the helmet is a lot farther forward so yeah you cut off some of your periphery sounds like the new ones pulled it back so you can basically see everything
0: man if uh they had done that back in our playing days who knows what would have happened yeah that would have been a game changer for us (laughs) might still be playing yeah and uh speaking of helmets um you were talking about uh some of the helmets that everybody used to think were cool
1: oh yeah the uh um skill position players, the running backs and the
0: uh the Emmett Smith and the Deion yeah, the Sanders Smith, of the, the world. Yeah, where they
1: have those two bars that are kind of right right in line with your eyeballs. I never really understood why those were cool or why anybody wanted those, but again
0: Everybody was all about those.
1: You know, with Dion doing anything basically everybody followed.
0: So Yeah. And talking about Widermeyer not being quite as sure of hands, um, I imagine you're thinking about people like Jason Witten and Jay Novacek. Jay
1: Novacek, Jason Witten, those tight ends where you basically throw it in their general vicinity and they're going to catch it. That's what I think of as a uh, yeah. as a tight end. And yeah,
0: even even Novacek, if you go back and look in the early days, probably the ninety-two, ninety-three Super Bowl years, he had that blasted uh, <laughs> bar right down the center, the center bar,
1: of right, element. right, in the center. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like they when they evolved or. Um when those helmets evolved, went from no face mask to one bar across. And then from the one bar, I think they did what? Four bars, two going horizontal and mm-hmm. the one straight through the middle. And I don't think they improved on it for like 58 years or something.
1: Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen anything since then. So these new, new helmets are starting to come out.
0: It's but been pretty much the same. But yeah, to your point, I mean, Watermeyer, he doesn't even know what that's like to... Try to catch the ball going cross eyed because you got a bar right in the middle of your bar, face.
1: No, no. and maybe that's a detriment to him. He's just used to good vision where Novicek could probably catch with his eyes closed.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then going back to Dion, good grief. That guy couldn't strap up all four straps on his helmet to save his life. Well,
1: again, he wasn't going to hit anybody. So <laughs> yeah. he doesn't need his helmet on. That's just for show and to make sure he's compliant with the rules.
0: And his, his helmet, it drove me nuts, I guess, because I'm so. Type A personality and everything needs to be zipped up, buttoned up. Squared away. Mm-hmm. Squared away, tied up. And I'm like, his helmet's on crooked. That doesn't uh, look good.
1: He thinks it looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Did you ever have any of his shoes?
1: No. I am you know, not on.
0: Spe- speaking of his shoes, I had a pair in sixth grade. And uh, I thought it was great because you lace them up, tie them up real good, and stick the laces right in that uh, Velcro strap and you're good to go. Of course, that guy didn't get the memo on his own shoes. No, he wasn't going to use all that. He was he was allergic to Velcro, even on his gloves. He, he couldn't Velcro those to save his life either. Yeah, he didn't need Velcro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of um, defensive backs, Tyreek uh, <laughs> Chappelle. Chappelle Show? Chappelle Show, yeah. Which I guess the announcer confirmed. The announcer
1: confirmed for us that it is, in fact, Chappelle.
0: He got his first interception.
1: Yes, uh, but that was kind of in uh mop-up duty right in
0: garbage time yeah it was with the
1: i can't remember the other quarterbacks
0: uh Uh, yeah i don't know number 15 yeah whatever and then deuce Harmon, our other true freshman got him an interception too yeah and um zeb nolan their quarterback who started the game which golly you could call him tubby (laughs) he's a great (laughs) big old boy he don't need to be wearing no skinny jeans, that's for sure.
1: No, he doesn't. Again, he didn't think he was uh, playing football this year. He'd probably let himself go a bit. And then,
0: Yeah, he's just going to be a GA. Yeah. Throwing up those cards with Jim Harbaugh and Daffy Duck and wearing the uh, green hat on the side, Yeah, so everybody can see him. Calling yeah. the plays. hmm um, What does um, Brent Benables, what does he wear on the sidelines so everybody can see him? Didn't he wear, like, a neon yellow hat or, like, wristbands or something? Um, Yeah, I was thinking it was a hat. I'm not sure about the wristband. <laughs> Which, I mean, how are you not going to see Venables? Jumping around like a... I always think of uh,
1: Kendall Jenner. I'm not... I'm sorry. <laughs> Kendall Jenner. Kendall, Kendall. <laughs> Kendall, Kendall Bryles.
0: Kendall uh, Bryles. Uh, the other Kendall. Yeah, sorry. Uh, He paints his fingernails. Oh, yeah. So and that he when puts, he's flash, Oh, and he has tape. Yeah, he has tape on and all his fingers. Maybe he doesn't
1: have... Uh, Polish, but the the tape, and I always think that's funny. Like he's a catcher. Uh,
0: Does he paint his fingernails?
1: He he might. I just remember seeing, and it may just be the tape, but I always think that's 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 funny that he's, uh, yeah, he's the only coordinator I've ever seen to go to that level, so that people can see him.
0: Which, if your guys don't know who they need need to be paying attention to, we've got a whole lot of issues here.
1: Well, again, yeah, we're not dealing with the smartest you know bunch here.
0: Yeah, you don't know, have a whole bunch of mechanical engineers no. making four no. point and um, but yeah, Tyreek Chappelle show got him an interception, and uh, our defense played lights out.
1: Yeah, they played uh, very well. I mean, they what was it? What was it at? It was uh, South Carolina had six total were...
0: yards through the third quarter. Yeah, right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they showed that we yeah. had like four hundred and thirteen, and they had six.
1: I mean, six yards against any opponent is you know pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Uh, if they had 30 plays or something at that point, it was probably more like 40 or something. But what is that? Yards per play. I can't do that math. Yeah, it's like 0.15. 0.15. Yeah. And uh, their their quarterback, Zeb Nolan, did you see one of those plays where he got sandwiched between uh, Tyree Johnson, number three, and Michael Clemens?
1: Yeah, I did not see it very well from where we were sitting, but yes, yeah. when we rewatched the game, yeah, you saw that, and it looked like, uh, yeah, he definitely uh, went out for, for a just, second. He
0: just went limp. Yeah. The first time I saw it, whenever I watched the recorded version at home the next day, I was like, look at that joker. He's falling down. <laughs> and then I watched, um, watched it a couple more times, and I looked at the reaction of the two offensive linemen next to him, and I'm like, he ain't joking. That ain't good. Nice. And then I think they showed him wiping blood out of his, you know, coming from his nose mm-hmm. afterwards, which. And then he's back out on the field next series. Yeah, it was like nothing happened. Yeah. you didn't know anything about it till the next day when you watched the replay. Yeah. they uh South Carolina's concussion protocol. That's a little bit lacking. Yeah. It's about like um, when we were playing football with your middle son yeah. uh, earlier in the day.
1: He rolled his ankle on the. The irrigation box. Yeah. I told him to walk it off.
0: Yeah, walk it off. Yeah, if I hadn't heard that a million times growing <laughs> up. Well, look,
1: you're tougher because of it. So yeah. You're all
0: right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, didn't you say your dad used to tell you to rub dirt on it? I'm not
1: sure he ever told me to rub dirt on it, but I remember other people saying that.
0: Yeah, my dad being uh, like Mr. Danny Tanner, clean. I don't think he ever told me to do that.
1: Not so. to rub dirt on it, no.
0: Yeah. He, I do remember when we were on a Boy Scout camping trip, or sorry, Cub Scout camping trip, he taught me how to take a cowboy bath, where you get kind of lathered up with the soap, and then you have soaking wet, washcloth. Washcloth, just rinse off. Yeah, basically take like a miniature shower. So, yeah, the guy who taught me how to do that, I don't think he's going to tell me and rub dirt on it, but, yeah, you could have been on South Carolina's medical staff. <laughs> I just send them back out there and well, walk it off. You'll be all right.
1: It also reminds me of that time we w- we visited Tech, and we were playing uh, uh, a pickup game in the street. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't remember. You were probably quarterback, and you threw it to, to the sideline, and I caught it, but I had to tippy, tiptoe to stay in, and I laid out and uh, scraped my arm. And, of course, in Lubbock, nobody has any medical supplies, so You're I couldn't. Li- uh You're lucky if they had soap in their bathroom. That's not, I'm not sure they did. So I think uh, I still have a scar from that because it got infected. And uh, it shouldn't have been that big a deal because it was just a scrape. But
0: uh, Which I remember we were playing in the street yeah. at nighttime, uh-huh. probably playing some sort of touch, pseudo-tackle business. I'm sure that we weren't drinking uh, milk beforehand. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't remember. That was. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate. Yeah. speculate on that. I mean, we might have been drinking milk or Gatorade or Capri Suns or something like that. So. Yeah, maybe. Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, Mountain Dew. I've had some of my greatest hits drinking Mountain Dew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we won't go into that right now.
1: But yeah, so rubbing dirt in it isn't the best idea unless you want a permanent scar.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, what did you think about um, the two running backs, uh, Spiller and, and A-Chain?
1: I always liked the two running backs. They always uh, impress. I think they were both averaging, what, like six or seven yards per, mm-hmm. per carry, which is... Uh, yeah, they weren't playing around. Which is nice. And, uh, you know, the fact that we've got two of them that can... Um, play at that level's uh good because it lets you know one of them have some rest and uh nobody said, gets worn out.
0: I think they both got pretty close to twenty carries. And um talking about those guys, they don't play you know those two quick grade school because they had recess <laughs> they don't play.
1: Yeah they don't play.
0: <laughs> they don't play. And man um, I mean, it's too funny thinking back to whenever A Chain was being recruited and uh the one million and one ways that you've heard people say his last name. Um, I think one of my favorite was uh, that Broninger, which is the recruiting guy for Tex-Ags He called him like Ah or something.
1: Very, very French.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Linguist. you uh, he think he's got a PhD in linguistics. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good one. And then Ah uh, Shane. Oh, Shane's another one, but it's just straight up a chain.
1: Yeah, it sounds it's much easier for us to pronounce as a chain. So yeah, glad true. that's what it is. Just like Chappelle Show. We've yeah, got confirmation now that we can say it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which, with all this nil stuff, if he starts uh, <laughs> making some T-shirts, say something about Chappelle Show. Or...
1: Well, remember we can't we can't use Chappelle Show because he's in hot water for his, that's his true. most recent thing. So we got to distance from that.
0: He might be trying to figure out some sort of alternate branding. He, he might like to have a clean-cut kid from Philly uh, playing on that. Maybe. But um, talking about A Chain, he's obviously the speedster, and um, so I think he runs the 100 meter, 200 meter dash for our track team, mm-hmm. and then the uh, 400 meter relay. Yeah, the four by 100. And um, I was looking it up just because you watch that guy, and you're like, grief, he's fast. And I think you've got to run a 10 second 10.05 second um, 100 meter dash to qualify in the olympics and um, he ran 10.04 seconds this summer but it was wind aided so it didn't count towards the record books for anon
1: yeah i think anytime you're uh, taken into consideration when aided or not during uh, the summertime at college station it, yeah like you're obviously in another level than we can ever get to when you're talking about whether that aided you enough to, to make a difference.
0: Yeah. The wind ain't going to aid you nothing, especially when the humidity is like 110%. And, um, (laughs) it's like trying to run in a pool. You ain't going very fast doing that. So I think they might need to rethink that whole record deal, but nonetheless dudes fast. And, um, so on the year so far, he's got, Six hundred and eight rushing yards on eighty six carries, which um with all your advanced mathematics, can you do that math in your head? Um
1: somewhere around seven yards a, a carry.
0: Yeah, I had to get the calculator out for that. Seven point oh seven. And then uh I think Spiller he's got seven sixty one on one hundred and twenty three carries, which don't look in my notes, but once, you say what?
1: Seven sixty one on what?
0: On one hundred twenty three.
1: Uh, 5.7 or something.
0: 6.2. You're pretty close. Mm. They didn't they didn't teach you how to do that in your head in no. Diffy q
1: No, Diffy q does not use numbers, so that would not help me any.
0: What year did you take that class?
1: Uh DiffEq. I think it was sophomore year.
0: I'll never forget you and a roommate at the time. And all these engineering kids coming over and talking about Diffy Q this and Diffy Q that. I'm like, what are they saying? (laughs) I'm thinking like Daffy Duck or something. But uh, what does it stand for?
1: Differential equations. Differential. That's too much to say. So we just Diffy Q. Said Diffy
0: Q. Mm. Yeah. Which that's probably uh, one of your air quote math books that I looked at. And I'm like, I haven't seen a single number in this whole book.
1: That, that that book would not have a number unless it was the problem number yeah
0: yeah my uh business law textbook had more math in it than that book did had more numbers in it than that book did mm-hmm. and um so yeah with spiller and a chain i think um I, I can't even tell you who i like better i guess i just like having the uh fact that they do different things and a-Chain can hit the home run, but I mean, Spiller, he he's still pretty fast. Yeah.
1: I mean, Spiller can s- still hit a home run, but from my perspective I I do enjoy watching A-Chain and the fact that he can break it for a big play basically. Um, Just turns on the Jets. Every play. And we haven't had that kind of home run threat for a long time. So yeah. it's nice to have that.
0: Uh, and Spiller, dude's six foot one, two thirty. I mean, he's a load to bring down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, I think what
1: I also like is they're both very patient. So you would think with That's a fast true. person like A Chain that he'd just want to hit it, hit a hole, or you know bounce it outside and you know use his speed. But they both are very patient. Wait for you know the line to get in front of them and set up their blocks, and then you see them kind of pop out, and there they are, seven mm-hmm. yards. They go. Yep.
0: They go. Yeah, and um, Spiller. It's pretty cool. Every time they do talk about him on the uh, broadcast, they're showing photos of his dad and everything, and I think he and his dad have a pretty good relationship, which, I think that's cool that we're recruiting so many guys that... um, Legacy. Yeah, that and I think Jimbo does a pretty good job of getting with these families and selling them on the idea that A&M is a family place, and so you've got a mom, dad, siblings uh, coming to these games, whereas I think some of these other places, you might just have a one-parent household, which there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's pretty cool to have that family atmosphere, even when it, with our recruits and our players. Didn't you say that Calzada's sister is? Yeah, she's gonna uh, soccer. Or something? Yeah, she's gonna be on the women's soccer team. She uh, got recruited, and um, which their family—they've got a pretty cool story too. He's Cuban, and uh, his grandparents are the ones who came over to America from um, Cuba in this, I guess, 1960s, somewhere in the 60s, back when Fidel was blowing everything up and all that, which um, I can't even imagine stuffing all the cash you have into a shampoo bottle and coming over to America. But, that, I mean, say what you want about Calzada. He's tough. He comes from some pretty tough people, too.
1: Yeah. He didn't have as good a game as he did uh, against Alabama, but yeah. When you have uh, uh, running backs like A-Chain and Spiller, you don't have to be uh, that great.
0: Yeah, which with A-Chain and Spiller, I think the last time A&M had a, um, quote, stable of running backs like this, you'd have to go back to the 90s when we had Greg Hill, Rodney Thomas, and uh, Leland McElroy, who all played in the NFL Football League. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was back in the days before um, fantasy football, but...
1: Well, I think there probably was fantasy football. I was just listening to someone talk before about fantasy football where you literally they would send you a uh like a form that you'd have to fill out. And you would have to fill it out on paper like early in the week and then send it in. Oh gosh. And then you wouldn't get results back until a couple days after Sunday.
0: Send it in. You're talking about like faxing each other? Or
1: something? No, not faxing. Like you'd have to send it into a service. Like you mail oh. it in. Oh, wow. They would mail you a form. You'd have to fill it out, send it back early enough in the week for the okay. snail mail to work. And then, yeah, you wouldn't get results back until several <laughs> days later.
0: Nothing like, um, not knowing if they're going to play or not, which... Can you yeah. imagine, like,
1: what would make you want to do that? Like, why would that be fun? I get it now that, you know, it's kind of instant and you can track yeah. it live, but... instantaneous instantaneous uh, stats. I don't know how fantasy football survived in a state where you had to do all that.
0: I will tell you, I think I remember with our friends in high school, one of those first drafts, Emmett Smith was a big name at the time. <laughs> I think he was with Arizona Cardinals at that time. Okay. Really dating
1: ourselves now.
0: I think Slim uh, drafted him. So, (laughs) yeah. But nonetheless, I think um, Greg Hill and uh, Rodney Thomas and Lula McElroy would have been some pretty good guys. And um, Rodney Thomas, my dad always pointed out how he ran with high knees, which I was looking at uh, Spiller recently, watching some highlights of him he runs with pretty high Mm -hmm. knees. And when I say that, I mean that he gets his thighs just about parallel with the ground. Mm -hmm. It makes them much more difficult to tackle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, when you think about his moves, he's got those jump cuts down. He's got the high knees. He, uh, even though he's a big, tall guy at six, one, he can lower his pads and run through somebody. Um, people rarely get him down on the first or second try. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I mean, we're we're definitely seeing, watching something special with those two guys, which I'm sure A-Chain after next year, he'll be in the league pending any sort of terrible injuries. And I'm sure this coming uh, NFL draft in 2022, we're going to see Spiller's name called pretty early.
1: Yeah, I think we, I saw that he's number two rated running back. Is he? Who's
0: who's number one? I'm not sure who number one. Is it that Brees Hall for Iowa State? I'm not impressed with him.
1: I'd have to look it up on who who it is, but I can't imagine anybody better.
0: Yeah, I'd love for the Cowboys to draft him. Zeke looks like he's lost a step. Yeah, yeah well, he, I'll tell you, talking about uh, skinny jeans and whatnot, that boy does not need to be walking around with his shirt pulled up. Was saying, uh, what was it the 2016 draft when he did that?
1: Yeah, he was trying to be a throwback to the old uh, the old days when they wore the short shirts and.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: but yeah, it doesn't back in really the days of
0: the U and yeah. Bobby Bowden and his Florida State Seminoles, and
1: yeah, it doesn't really work for Zeke.
0: Yeah, not no mo. No more. It, it ain't twenty sixteen. No mo. No. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Zeke, he's he's run hard for a long time, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that. Which I'm sure Jerry Jones is going to cut ties with him in the next couple of years, probably.
1: Yeah, as soon as he has a, you know capable backup
0: which talking about zeke you know he's got that bull ring in his nose he's got the one on the side it's mm-hmm. offset in the center he's got the center one through the middle of his nose and i couldn't get over how many kids i saw in college station wearing those too. if they only knew what those were for <laughs> i mean i've put some in a couple of uh show steers noses because they act a fool and You can't hardly put a halter on their head and lead them around, so you got to put your lead rope on their uh, right through the nose, their nose ring, and yank them around. They listen. I bet they do listen. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Which uh, they also remember. They remember you, and you put it in there too. They're not. They're none too happy to see you next time. But um, besides that, uh, do you have any other favorite moments in College Station? Uh,
1: favorite moments? No, just enjoyed, the uh, you know, the weekend spending with the family getting back. Uh, we did go to chicken oil. I think that was good. Always getting to.
0: Yeah. That's some good food. Good food. G- good burgers, chicken oil, Dixie chicken. Yeah. And, uh, I guess now that we're getting older, you notice different things than you did back in your, when you're 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the first thing I noticed was those tables were so sticky. Why? Why do they have to be sticky?
1: Because they've never been cleaned.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which my dad, he worked for um, uh, Don Ganter, the owner of the Dixie Chicken and Chicken Oil Company. I think his older brother, Gary, worked for him too. But um, my dad, Mr. Danny Tanner, he uh, he got a bucket, got some boiling hot water, a little bit of bleach and a wet rag in town cleaning some of those tables. I can't remember if it was the Dixie Chicken or Chicken Oil Company. But the owner just looked at him like he had lost his ever-loving mind. And how dare he clean his tables?
1: Yeah, it's character for those tables. Yeah. Years to build up that... uh, That layer of... The grime.
0: Yeah. Lord help you if you drop your food on there.
1: Uh, Yeah, they probably don't even seal those tables. Just not cleaning them builds up enough layer that...
0: The grease, the Mountain Dew, the beer, (laughs) the ketchup, the spit. Yeah. Tell you what, that's probably about the last place I'd want to be during COVID. You think that they cleaned them during COVID? I didn't see any signs that went into their special cleaning protocols for COVID.
1: No, I don't think they changed anything for COVID other than having that bottle of uh, sanitizer out front.
0: (laughs) Did they really? Yeah, you didn't see it when we walked in. It was sitting there on those pump bottles. You know, talk about those pump bottles. Have you ever thought about whenever people put their hands on it to do the pump? That's probably just touching that thing's got to be just. The
1: dirtiest like, thing you've done?
0: Yeah, it's like a Petri dish. You're just sticking your hands on it. It's kind of like the... Uh, yeah, the
1: blow dryers in the bathroom?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Now I'm getting older, makes, I just...
1: It makes you feel better. It makes people feel better, so...
0: Now I'm getting older, I carry around a handkerchief everywhere. <laughs> which comes in handy when you're wiping two-year-old noses. Yeah. But um, it's nice when you go in those bathrooms and whoever's lost their mind about not putting paper towels in there or napkins or whatever to wash your, or to dry your hands and i've got a built-in dryer there you go which is
1: very old manny though
0: yeah yeah i think i was teaching your middle son uh i think whenever we we're at the msc we gone to the restroom teaching about the kick plates on the door mm. How uh, you don't have to touch the door with your hand after you just washed it so valuable life lessons yeah, from
1: very valuable
0: yeah. danny tanner jr <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway yeah, it was a good time. Good time had by all. Um, everybody was nice and healthy. Um, no Rona for us coming back. So no. anyway, good yeah. time.
1: The drive down wasn't wasn't the best. The,
0: dr- the drive down? Oh, yeah, because yeah, of the traffic? Yeah. Good grief. I cannot stand to sit in traffic anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it took us...
0: Three and a half hours? Yeah. Three hours and 40 minutes? Yeah.
1: But it's between three and a half and four hours, 40. which is just... Unbelievable. But on the way back, there was no traffic, and it was wonderful. It yeah. was just a straight shot.
0: This is, I mean, if you didn't know that you weren't in college anymore, here's a good way to know. I'm not driving my little red Mustang anymore with the radar detector in the windshield. Instead, I'm driving a big white Yukon XL with the TVs in the back and listening to Peppa Pig the whole mm. way down.
1: Yeah, and we got to watch some of that Peppa Pig.
0: You, got, you caught some of that? Yeah,
1: when we were driving behind you, we could uh, watch the TV screens there. So
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, Peppa Pig, she's much better than none. Um, yeah, I think if I had to rank the things that we watch, I like Daniel Tiger the best, then probably Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Peppa Pig, she's about middle of the road. I cannot stand those Disney sing-alongs. If I have to hear zippity doo da zippity-yay, and then whatever other words they make up in that, I was just thinking, everybody's getting dumber by listening to this, but kids love it. So anyway, I know y'all are on the uh, hunt for a new vehicle. If you find one that has the TVs in the back, make sure you can play whatever you want in the front, and the kids can watch.
1: Whatever they want in the back? Yeah. Room. So you cannot control the front speaker separate from the... No, front? I
0: just I just listen to whatever. I'm, I'm just held captive, unless I want to put my AirPods in and listen to something off my phone. So then I... I'm not the most popular person in the front seat, <laughs> so anyway, but we digress. But anyway, it was a good weekend in college station, everybody had a good time. Yeah, good to be back. Wish I had bought some real estate in college station way back when. So,
1: you can probably still do it, you just gotta go a little further out now.
0: Yeah, yeah, like 30, 45 minutes out about where we were. So, yeah, that,
1: that's probably about the radius is that is required to get out of college station.
0: You're going to have a a septic sprinkler guaranteed if you want to buy some, some uh, land to build a house on. So anyway, that'll do it for our uh, second um, episode of batty, battered Aggie syndrome and uh, look for our next one.